0: Welcome back to Gospel Life 360. My name is Brother Jeff. Gospel Life 360 is about a transforming life of following after Jesus Christ. It's about discovering who Jesus is in every moment and circumstance of our lives. Thanks again for joining us today. It's been a while since we've been together. Uh, I wanted to talk today a little bit about God's sovereignty. Uh, I know we talk about this quite a bit in churches, maybe in our small groups, and even maybe a pastor gives a message on it. But many times when we think about sovereignty, we would shake our heads and acknowledge the fact, yes, God is sovereign. But do we, in reality, do we live it out every single day? Do we believe that when life circumstances and disappointments and all the things that go on around us that don't make sense to us or are difficult for us, are we really then at that moment in time still saying that God is sovereign and he's working something out for his glory in the midst of all that? Well, today I want to just share some scripture with you. And like always, I will challenge you with the fact of writing these, these verses down, because again, I can only share with you out of the conviction that God's placed on my heart and how you spoke to me uh, as I study for this, but because of where you're at and who you are and where God's taken you, it could be a completely different situation. Not that God's word is, is distorted, it's just that God's word is living and active and God is sovereign and God is working in your life and he could be working differently than he work his, works in mine. So again, write these verses down, please, and spend time in God's word with the Holy Spirit and asking God to speak to you and why he's given you this time, this message and these scriptures here to contemplate in your own life. We'll start out here in Romans chapter 12, verse 3. It says, for the grace given to me, I say to every man among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so is to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith again, God says he's given us grace. Each one of us has given grace for every single day we wake up, not just for our salvation, but we're to live by grace every single day. It says, and but he goes on, because he's given us His grace and each one of us are equal in this situation. He says that we are not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. Uh, we can really easily gravitate to those places where because we've been a Christian longer than somebody else, because we think we know more than somebody else, maybe we do as far as intellectually Uh, uh, and we can quote a lot of scripture, we need to be very, very careful to understand that who we are is still by God's grace. Paul says, I am who I am by the grace of God. And so he never tried to exalt himself or try to take recognition for himself for who he was and what he had. He was always pointing to God for that situation, giving him glory in every circumstance. And so we're warned right off the bat here, we are not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. 1 Corinthians 4, 7 says this, for who regards you as superior? Again, we're talking about the whole situation. If God is sovereign and he's in control of everything, why do we think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think? Why do we think if somehow we're better than somebody else because we we handle things better? We seem to handle things better. And we're not struggling like so many people are. We're not really having difficulty with sin like so many other people are. He says, who regards you as superior? He says, "In what do you have That you did not receive. Again, everything that we have is given to us by God. His grace, His faithfulness, even when we're unfaithful, God is faithful. His protection, His provision, uh, His care, His love, all these things are given to us uh, freely by God's favor toward us. And so we ask ourselves this year why are we acting like somehow we didn't receive it? Because that's what Paul says here. He says, And what do you have that you do not receive? But if you did receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? Again, we all have this battle within us. The flesh and the spirit are in opposition to one another. And our biggest battle is not from the conflicts and from the circumstances outside of our lives. The battle is within ourselves as the spirit that God's placed within us battles with our flesh every single day. And so we are not to think more highly than ourselves we ought to think. And we are not to somehow act as though that everything we have has not been given to us by God. Now, again, you may have had the opportunity and blessing to go to, to college and get a degree and get a better job. But the fact of the matter is God still gave that to you. And somehow we can think because of our hard work or our efforts or our studying or whatever it may be, that our success and our advancement has been about our hard work. God has given us every single breath to breathe. And every time our heart beats, is a gift of God. And we need to remind ourselves of that. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 12 through 13 says this, For we are not, Paul is talking to the church at Corinth, for we are not bold to class or compare ourselves with some of those who commend themselves. But when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are without understanding. Now think about how often this happens. Even within the church today, we measure and compare ourselves with other people and many times our measurements that we give are based upon our own assumptions about ourselves. We give our own evaluation of who we think we are and how much better we're doing. And, and then we begin to compare ourselves with other people based upon that assumption. And, and again, in God's eyes, what does he see? He sees the motive of the intention of the heart. He sees the thoughts, he sees the the actions that nobody else sees. He sees the 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 frustration and the anger and the sinfulness and the the lustfulness in our lives sometimes, and and we need to remind ourselves and and acknowledge the fact that we can never measure ourselves based upon how we think we're doing. He says, but they measure themselves by themselves, and says they are without understanding. But then he says in verse thirteen, but we will not boast beyond our measure, but within the measure of the sphere which God has apportioned to us as a measure to each, even to reach out to even as far as you. So again, we are told here, that always remind ourselves of God's sovereignty and his apportioning us to the grace and the faith and, and the, the responsibilities to live out this life every single day. What God's called us to live out, we are incapable of living out on our own. It is a measure of grace and the power of the Holy Spirit and his word working our lives every single day. First Corinthians one, verse 27 to 31 says this, but God has chosen the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame those things which are strong and the base things of the world and despise God has chosen the things that are not that he might nullify the things that are. Again, what God's showing here is this. When he sees some of us going out there trying to steal his glory and take credit for all the things in our life, God will somehow bring those who are less likely to be the ones noticed by anybody else to bring us down a few notches. God will discipline us and God will reveal the sinfulness of our hearts if we continue to move in a direction that steals his glory and takes credit for what He only he can do. God has chosen those things that are weak and and maybe not as noticed as, as the rest of the world sees things because he wants to bring glory to himself as he uses vessels of honor, vessels of people who are willing to submit to him and to humble themselves before God that God may reveal his power working through them. It says that, he, and God does this so that no man should boast before God. But by his doing, God's doing, you and I are in Christ Jesus who, Christ, became to us wisdom from God and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption, that just as it is written, let him who boast boast in the Lord. How much boasting have you done recently uh, with your children, with the people that you work with, giving God credit and glory for the things he's done in your life? Or is it mostly the conversation surrounded about how hard you're working and how much you've done and how much you've sacrificed and, and how much sweat you put into something? Again, there there is effort on our part, but the reality of it is, It's God's sovereignty and favor and grace that's working in our lives. And we should boast in who God is and who the Lord is and how he has given us each breath we take and every time our heart beats that we might accomplish as he accomplishes those things through us uh, to the glory of his name. I'm going to turn to Ephesians 4 next and I'm going to read verse 7. And if you'll follow along with me, I'm going to jump down to verses 11 through 13. It says, but to each one of us, grace was given According to the measure of Christ's gift. Again, this grace is given to us measured out by God's sovereignty and how he wants to perform his work through us. And each one of us is different. And so God will measure this out because he has a certain purpose he wants to accomplish through us. And in verse 11, it says, and he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers. Again, what do we hear here? God gave some. And so within each body of Christ, God gives us those gifts and those abilities to accomplish His work. We should never in the process of somehow thinking that God sent us there for one of these purposes, that it's about us, that these people are lucky to have us because it's God working through us in a situation. Why did God do this? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, to the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, To a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. When you and I, when people in the body of Christ somehow exalt themselves or somehow begin to take credit for what's being accomplished because of their hard work and their sacrifice, we have brought disunity in the body of Christ. We have brought division. We have stole God's glory. Uh, and, And God will not allow anybody to steal his glory without discipline, without something coming about. Churches split and churches have all kinds of issues and problems and, and disruption in the church today uh, because of this divisiveness, because of this, these people within the body of Christ who are not giving God glory and trying to accomplish things in their own efforts. The, the Bible says in James that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways, and the church will be unstable in all of its ways when men and people in the body of Christ begin to do and accomplish things in their own abilities and steal God's glory. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4 through 7 says this. He says, now within the body of Christ, he says, now there are a variety of gifts, different gifts, but the same spirit. And there are a variety of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are a variety of effects or results, but the same God who works all things in all persons. Again, when things are accomplished, Jesus said this, you can do nothing without me. And and the only thing that could come about good is when God works through us here. And and that's what it says here. God works all things in every single person. Even though there's there's diversity, even though there's a variety of gifts and a variety of results, God has been working all those things through his sovereignty and his presence in our life. But to each one of us is given the manifestation of the Spirit. Each one of us is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Now, if you would go to 1 Corinthians 12 down in verse 11, but one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually, just as he wills, just as God has spoken to the Holy Spirit, he works those things out to the glory of God's name. A couple more sections of scriptures here. Uh, and I hope that you are allowing God to speak to you here and reveal to you maybe where you've to take credit or maybe not acknowledge the presence of God working in through your life and giving God glory for even the simplest little things that, that he accomplishes in your life and through your life. First Corinthians 12, verse 20 through 25. He says, but now there are many members, but there's just one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Or again, uh, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. He says, on the contrary, it is much truer that the member of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. And those members of the body, which we deem less honorable, and, and these we bestow more abundant honor. And our unseemly members come to have more abundant seemliness, whereas our seemly members have no need of it. But then he says, but God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to that member which lacked, so that there should be no division in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. Now, I think sometimes we may not say to people, we have no need of you, but sometimes we, because we get to a place where we want to do it our own, because we are afraid that somebody else is going to mess it up because we're, we don't see how they connect with us or they don't just kind of fit into the group here. We become very divisive because we become very, we become owners of what we're trying to accomplish. And the fact of the matter is God's sovereignty and presence and purpose is working in us if we allow him by faith to do that. Again, we can become divisive. And in each one of these verses have been talking about that, that when you and I lose sight of the sovereignty of God and God working in our midst and gives us giving glory to God, we become a divisive people and the body of Christ suffers for it. And the world sees this and begins to ridicule God, ridicule our faith because of how we act within ourselves in the body of Christ. I'm going to close out with 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 and 10. Maybe a familiar verse with you guys, a section of verses with you, but which listen closely in conjunction with what we've been talking about is the sovereignty of God and how we need to humble ourselves. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Again, we see the essence of grace. Paul had this thorn in the flesh, and he asked God three times to take it away, and God says, My grace is sufficient for you. So if you're struggling right now and you're not trying to try to overcome something, and it's just not going away, and you've asked God to take it away, understand something. God is doing something greater in your life than you realize. And He's saying the same thing to you and I when we come to these places that my grace is sufficient. I want you to depend upon me. I want you to trust in me. I want you to allow me to work through you. I don't want you to try to overcome this. I don't want you to try to to fix this. I want you to realize I am sovereign and holy and I'm working something greater than you can see or understand. My grace is sufficient, he says, for power is perfected in weakness. Paul came to realization, and he says, Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weakness that the power of Christ may dwell or work through me. Therefore, he says, I'm well content. I'm okay with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions and with difficulties for the sake of Christ. In other words, these things can come not for the sake of Christ but because of our own choices. But he says, when we are living out the life that Christ has called us to and we're living within the sovereignty of God's will, sometimes these things come our way because the world sees it and fights against it. He says, so we can be content with these things because we know that they're working out for the best. He says, when I can come to a place where I can acknowledge that Christ is better, he says, for when I am weak, that I'm strong. When I humble myself under the sovereignty and the presence and purpose of God, then I become strong because my faith is leading me into the place where God has called me to. I hope this has spoke to you today. Let God do his work that he has prepared beforehand to do in you and through you. God bless.